welcome to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, one meal at a time. The Plan Simple Meals podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier, happier home. Listen in for informative conversations and valuable strategies to make meals healthy, meaningful, and fun. Let's do this. Hello, you guys. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am super excited to be recording this intro actually from North Carolina, where I came to see the total eclipse with my family. It was this crazy thing that I said yes to, and I didn't feel like I had the time to do it, but we made it work. It was totally worth it. I'm staying in this very picturesque, what I would call paradise of a place, and I'm recording this in an actual recording studio, and we saw the eclipse, and it was something that I will never forget, and my kids will never forget, and yeah, it was really cool. So with that, I forgot my notes, and at the beginning of every podcast, when I go to interview, I just double-check, even with those people who are my good friends, how to pronounce their names, and I write out that pronunciation, and I did not bring that sheet with me. So Mora, if I am mispronouncing your last name and you are listening, I apologize so much in advance. But you guys, today on the podcast, we have Mora Aaron's Mele, and She is somebody you're going to want to listen to because she is a super busy mama, really busy, like doing amazing things, balancing that with kids. And she is just the most calm, collective person that I have talked to in a while. And it was just such a refreshing interview for me. So I'm hoping that that really comes through to you. And I'm going to move on to her official bio in a sec. But before I do that, I want to give you guys a few announcements. So we have the snack challenge coming up. The best way to know how to join that is just go to the Plan Simple Meals Facebook page. There'll be lots of posts there about how to join. Sign up, come join us. It will be just a 14-day shift where each day you will get a prompt for how you can make snacking better, healthier, easier, fit into your schedule, all that kind of good stuff as we head into this school year. So I think that you'll really love it. I think you'll get a lot out of it. It's just a great reset. And I find that when we can master our snacks, it's the rest comes because usually we mess up with our snacks. So if we can master that first, once we start getting into the meals, it becomes a lot easier. So that's one thing. The second thing, which is kind of huge, is that I have been being asked for a long time to, a lot of people love my worksheets and they love my planning sheets. And I've been thinking about putting them together into a book. And over the past year, I've been getting asked a lot, like if I would ever put them into a book. So I've come up with something even better. And I've spent the past couple months really going through what resonated with people, what practices were really helpful, what I look for in a planner. And I have put everything together into a planner that you are going to die for, I hope. I hope you love it. And it is a planner that puts food, work, and family on the same pages so that we actually have time to eat well. And it is launching in not too long. And I would love help on day one to make it a big success. So there are going to be lots of special incentives for getting involved on day one. So in order to figure out 
what you need to do on day one, which is September 12th, you need to go sign up at theflowplanner.com. So theflowplanner.com. And sign up and you will get those emails with all the special perks that happen in that first week. And without the perks, this is going to be a great deal. You're going to love it. It's going to be this physical thing that you can carry around, put in your bag. And I think it will really help impact. I know it will help impact my life in really creating balance and flow. So I hope you're excited about that. And I hope you go sign up. Again, it's theflowplanner.com. That's happening. So I feel like there's a lot going on and there's more, but I've decided that two things at the beginning of a podcast are enough and you'll keep listening to these awesome interviews, this special series where I'm interviewing mom entrepreneurs who are really balancing food, family, and their work and listening to all the great tips and strategies that they have for us. So today, again, I have Mora, who is the founder of an award-winning digital agency, Women Online and its database of women influencers, which she calls The Mission List. Mora is the author of a forthcoming book, Hiding in the Bathroom, An Introvert's Roadmap to Getting Out There, When You'd Rather Stay Home. And I think that we can all help her out a lot if we go on to Amazon and look for Hiding in the Bathroom and pre-order our copy now. Mine is definitely on order. Super excited for this book, and I think you will be too after you hear her interview. So, with no further ado, let's head on over and have a chat with Mora. Hello, Mora. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thanks, Mia. Happy to be here. All right. So, it's funny because I've had, I've been speaking to so many amazing mom entrepreneurs in the past couple of weeks because I'm kind of excited and upset, a little bit obsessed with how we're all balancing it all and creating these amazing lives. And it's funny because before we press record, I said, you know, what are your thoughts on the work-life balance? And you're like, well, I don't really talk about that very often. And it's funny because I don't know that I even believe there's such a thing, at least in a day, maybe in a year, but not necessarily in a day. <laughs> maybe <laughs> so, a lifetime. <laughs> exactly. So let's let's first, who, who do you have? Who are you the mom of? I am the mother of three kids. I have um, an eight-year-old son named Asa. I have a six-year-old named Tom. And then I have a little girl who's two and a half named Josephine, but we call her JJ. So you are in the thick of things. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> Plus, you have an amazing book coming out, so it's not like you don't get things done in a day. I I would say that my number one secret is I am extremely disciplined. Got it. And tell us a little bit more about what that means. What does it look like to be disciplined? I think that I learned the hard way that um, my, one of my mottos is the perfect is the enemy of the good. So I am really good at saying that's good enough. I have to move on. I don't stress if something isn't exactly right. So I'm, I always joke, I'm like really good at giving 89%, right? Sort of like an A minus. I, <laughs> which is hard because I'm, I'm an overachiever by nature and like I'm very, very driven and very ambitious and I'm a Virgo. So probably left to my own devices, I would tinker endlessly. But in the course of having just such a cram packed life, is that a word? Cram pack. <laughs> Love it. Um, it should be. I have learned how to just like 
execute and move on. And so, and I actually learned this in large part from Christine Coe, who is my colleague, my business partner, and just such an incredible woman. She is at Boston Mamas and she runs a really big mom blog, um, design company. She's a t-shirt entrepreneur. I mean, she gets more done in a day and she just, she's just amazing. She just executes, like she puts it on her list and she does it and she does a great job. And so, um, I think that's really the key is just having the discipline both to do what you say you're going to do and then also to not sweat if it's not a hundred percent perfect. Yeah. Um, and, and did, is this something that came up after motherhood? I'm imagining if you're an A plus overachiever, <laughs> <laughs> I think it started probably before that probably oh, good. I just didn't, you know, start sometimes didn't care as much, but yeah, I would say so. It's just, it's been a learned skill. Got it. And so, and then what about when the work has to turn off and you're getting back into family and kids? Is... Well, that's the struggle, isn't it? I mean, right. I have not cracked that one. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. I'm actually, I'm interviewing you right now, having left my three kids and my husband at the beach. Cause I was like, I just need to get something done for wow. 48 hours. <laughs> I, well, that is impressive. That was my way to get some balance this week. I mean, I, I think that, that it's also like also accepting that you're not, you don't have to be a perfect mother and, um, that it's really cool that your kids are with their, with their dad, you know, and that you wanted to get your work done. I mean, I think that we're in this strange parenting moment right now where if we actually say, God, I don't want to be with my kids right now. I really want to get my work done. We feel guilty about that. But, um, one of my earliest mentors was a woman named Nancy Evans, who was a co-founder of iVillage.com, which was for many years the the biggest website for women online and just an early incredible web success story. And she, you know, she was a mother, she was an entrepreneur, she was a, had been a top line editor for many years. And she said, you always need to have your work, Maura. Like, don't ever let anyone make you feel ashamed of having your work and loving it. And I I sort of, I get that, you know. Yeah. I don't always want to be with my kids. I, I, I love my work. That's why I do it. I'm lucky. And so I'm trying to, you know, say to myself, like, it's okay if you're distracted sometimes because you're thinking about a really hard problem at work. Yeah. And, and, and vice versa, right? Like if we're at work, sometimes it's okay that we're thinking about our child at school who we're worried about whatever's happening, you know, like a hundred percent. Yeah. And I, go ahead. No, I I was just going to say a few months ago, I, um, I, my, my son, my oldest son was going through some, some really intense stuff and I was just in the thick of it. And, um, I was sitting in the American airlines lounge at, at Logan airport. I was supposed to go to Philadelphia for the day to see a client. And the flight was like an hour delayed and my meeting started in like two hours. And I was probably going to make the meeting with the next flight, but I was going to be late. And I just, I could not get on the plane. And finally I just, I called my client and I said, I'm not coming. I just can't. I have to stay home and deal with my son. And um, and he was really great about it. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that because I feel like that's that intuition piece that us women have so amazingly, both with our kids and our work. Um, <laughs> and just sort of knowing what those things are on that long to-do list that actually need to get done today. Do you have, do you feel like you have that? 
So I'm a big believer in in boundaries and knowing your boundaries. I, I think that in my book, I have a whole chapter on it, actually, because I think that part of what if if like me, you're someone who really needs to modulate her ambition and her success and her sort of getting out there and always pushing mm-hmm. for mental health reasons, um, <laughs> which no, I mean, it's absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. Um, you have to understand your boundaries and when they're being crossed. And this works in many different ways. I mean, boundaries can be silly. Like, you know, I don't like when people I don't know well hug me. I'm not a hugger, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so I've had to sort of learn like, I'm not a hugger. And then, so that sounds silly, but that's a boundary for me. And then another boundary is that I could not get on that plane because I had to deal with my son's issues and I, and I knew it and I was able to express it. And so in my book, Hiding in the Bathroom, I interview a wonderful dear friend who's also a a local mom, Dr. Rebecca Harley. And, and she says that, you know, a lot of people show up in her office who's a psychologist because they just aren't tuning in to when their boundaries are being crossed. Yeah. And so they come to her and they're like, how the hell did I get here? And they've missed a lot of messages. And so I think that part of part of it is just list tuning in. Like, are my boundaries being crossed? Am I working too much? Do I miss my children? Do I not miss my children? Do I really want to go to work? Is this making me upset? Is this making me uncomfortable? Yeah. Understanding your boundaries as a mother, as a partner, as a worker, as a human being, and trying to make a life that actually most of the time, like, let's be honest here, most of the time you can stay within those boundaries. And then you set limits. Limits are sort of the like practical execution of your boundaries. Okay. So I want to go into limits in a second, but I think that that's so important because I think that when we get busy, when we're working and mothering and trying to take care of ourselves and trying to have fun every once in a while, that 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 ability to um, go in and look at where we are, sometimes that's what we don't give ourselves time for, that you know, that, that place where we can figure out what our boundaries are, because we're just go, go, go. And I think if you don't stop, you can't, you can't assess that, right? No. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know about you. I mean, I think that, I think that your approach to healthy cooking is really amazing. Because for me, I put my violation and my ignoring yep. <laughs> of all my boundaries into my body. So I, um, I have really bad migraines and jaw pain and neck pain, honestly, because I just put that stress into my body because I know my body will take it and not tell me no. And so, you know, or some of us eat badly, some of us drink, some of us spend money, some of us get depressed. Like it has to go somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. And I feel like triggers, the trigger for all those things is rather similar, you know, uh, you know, my body just at some point said, you have to figure out food. And that actually went against everything I thought I was as a woman. Um, I couldn't Why? imagine, I couldn't imagine myself in the kitchen. Like I didn't, I was the, I was literally in giving birth with a laptop probably all three times. Cause I was running my design company at the time, you know, and I was like, wait, I need to get back. And all three of my kids were early. So, you know, none of the planning stuff worked out very well. So so I feel like, you know, I was, I really fought that image of me, like in the kitchen doing well at that, you know, that, that, oh, I, I just, I couldn't ease into that part of my identity, oh, but you know, 
the second I felt really good from food, then it shifted things because then it was a, it was something different. It was like, this was our medicine. And I, I just didn't have mm. that understanding before. Oh, I love that. You know, it's funny. You made me laugh because I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but um, I too really love to cook. And my husband always jokes that when I'm stressed, I cook because, mm. but, but I've had, you know, my mother and other sort of like second wave feminists, you know, of that generation who are now in their seventies be like, what the hell? Why are you guys always, why is your generation always in the kitchen? Like, why do you care so much? <laughs> That's funny. Cause I had it Has a little flip flopped. Yeah. I, I had it a little flip flopped. I think I had the feisty mom who didn't want to be in the kitchen. That's what I'm so, saying. Yeah. Yeah, they, exactly. They, they fought to get out of the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. And here I am. Yeah. And, you know, and I took it to a whole new level this year, homeschooling my kids. So I'm really fighting with this identity thing. But anyway, <laughs> I diverged. So, so let's, let's get into your book a little bit. Because it's funny, as I was reading the, um, what it's about, and I, I have to definitely preface this with I am definitely an introvert who has pushed myself. Hmm. Um, there was just so many parallels between, even though it's totally unrelated about sort of taking on food and all these habits that we might fight with everything that you were saying about being an introvert and getting out of your bathroom because, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. we, we just all want to hide. So tell us, I don't know, give us some nuggets. I know we don't have so much time. So <laughs> what's, what, what's our most important takeaway? I think that it, to me, it all comes back to this sort of what I call magic combination of being an ambitious introvert. Um, you want something badly in your life. And that could be to run your own business. It could be to succeed in your given career path. It could be to write a book. It could be to, you know, like you do, create um, a, holy, a whole brand and a whole identity. Whatever it is, you are driven to do something that is meaningful to you and yet you are an introvert, you need space, you need time, you need to be able to control what I call your pace, place and space at work. Because otherwise, it really it makes you sick, it makes you anxious, it makes you depressed, it just makes you not yourself. And that is a dance that many of us struggle with. And our culture isn't good at teaching us how to manage that dance. Our culture is all about the shark tank. Our culture is all about always say yes, never eat lunch alone, you know, just do it. Like we in America especially have a very extreme culture and it's a very extroverted culture of success, right? Like when you think of entrepreneur or success or, you know, the big people that we know, they are not hiding in their home office, right? Like they are out there. Right. <laughs> and, and I just fundamentally disagree with that. I know a lot of people who have found the balance between, you know, running a little empire from their home office or as I do. I mean, I work in bed um, because I have a laptop and a phone and often what else do I need uh, and, and getting out there when you have to. And so I'm not saying that I, I'm certainly not Sheryl Sandberg. You know, I am not rich and famous, but I have a really wonderful career and a really nice level of success. And I am mostly able to do it on my own terms, which means giving myself a lot of space, a lot of time, a lot of alone time. 
and um, not being out there every day. And so I wanted to both study that, look at that, and then find practical ways for people who are bathroom hiders, <laughs> or um, I always call myself a hermit entrepreneur, to to create that life. It's, it is doable. It's messy, and you will have to give some things up, but it's doable. Okay, so will you give us some of those practical tips for holding that space and time? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the first step is to really understand what you need, you know, and um, I actually really love the idea of taking that step back and creating the vision that's right for you. And I think that vision can sound really grandiose, you know, like my vision is to create an empire. My vision is to create a, you know, fortune 500 company. No, your vision can be, I want to be able to work from home two days a week. I want to be able to spend three days in the kitchen, three hours a day in the kitchen and earn money from it. I want, you know, that's okay. So knowing what you want and then also knowing what your boundaries are, like knowing what the non-negotiables are for me, a non-negotiable, honestly, is getting up and going and sitting in a large office every day under fluorescent lights. <laughs> I honestly, that's, that is a massive boundary for me because I get migraines from fluorescent lights. I find open plan offices really overstimulating. I love the ability to have time at home to work and think. That's yeah. important. So really knowing what you need and then finding a way to express your skills And it doesn't mean that you have to start your own business, actually. You can be what I call a corporate hermit if you work for someone else and try to figure out a way to negotiate with your boss, negotiate with your schedule, get that time to control your pace, place, and space, honestly. Because part of being an ambitious introvert is that I assume you're good at your job and you're a grown-up, right? Yep. Who can get stuff done. It's actually learning how to make your workplace work for you. And if you are self-employed, there's other ways to do it. You know, you have to understand what your expenses are. Yep. I'm really big on money. You got to understand your cash flow so that you can ma- find a way to earn enough money and create your schedule. Yeah. I'm also really big. The last thing I'll say on this is um, we do live in a digital age. And so you have to figure out how to manage your digital life. And this is both understanding what your boundaries are in terms of, you know, can I live with my boss emailing me at 10 o'clock at night? Does that cross a boundary for me? Or does it not? Because I get to be, you know, run my own schedule. Actually, it's so interesting because most data show right now that um, people who work in in jobs that are, you know, pretty computer and and email and, and online contact heavy, will happily trade in being contactable off hours for the ability to have more flexibility at work. It's interesting. Right? Yeah. It's it's like it's knowing what works for you. And then it's also creating a social media brand and online presence that works for you when you're off at the playground playing with your kids or hiding, you know, hiding in your home office. If you have a really powerful online brand, if you're writing, if you have a strong professional social media presence, this doesn't have to be that you're tweeting and Instagramming everything about your life because for a lot of introverts that violates a lot of boundaries, myself included, but it's about having a professional online presence that really works for you. So there's lots of ways that you can do it. And I have like every chapter has a lot of worksheets and tips. And then the other thing is that sometimes you have to put on your big girl panties and get out there. Like I have just taken five plane flights in the past six days and it sucked. 
but I'm a consultant. That's how I earn my living. And I had to go fly and see my clients, which I don't mind. I just hate the flying part and get out there. And now I need to be home for three days, right? So it's also about sucking it up and getting out there and knowing your purpose. And sometimes that's going to conferences. Sometimes it's going to networking events. And sometimes, you know, for me, I have terrible flying anxiety. It's getting on a plane, but knowing that that's what you have to do to maintain your life in other ways. Yeah. Oh my God. I love all of that. And what's, (laughs) what's so interesting to me, because actually this is a different kind of interview than some people listening might be used to, but everything you shared is what I share around (laughs) balance and calendaring. And so what I'm thinking as I do this is, so as parents, not only do we have to be clear about this ourselves, which I think is always, you know, we are modeling everything we're doing for our kids. And that's like our strongest thing we can do as parents. But I'm thinking that, you know, a lot of us have introverts, whether we're an introvert or not. Um, You know, I know I'm learning, I have three kids and I'm learning a lot from my one extrovert because she's so different than anything I would do. And I have two introverts, but I really have to hold this same space for my two introverts. And so I feel like as a parent, as we get busy, 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 and there's so much going on and we don't have enough time to do this for ourselves or to get, sit down with our family for dinner or, you know, like it's just getting too crazy and we haven't taken that step back to really be like, okay, understand what is right for me, what is right for our family. Like that's the only way we can hold that space for these, you know, and Probably. respect it. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's so Susan Cain, who wrote, of course, the Introvert's Bible, Quiet, has a, has a book and a whole program for kids. Um, and, I, and I think that that's also really important. I mean, I always joke that you should adopt an extrovert in your life. And for me, it's <laughs> it's my husband who is, I mean, I've learned everything from him. He is a, he's a master networker and, and he's just excellent at it. And so yeah. like when I'm, you know, when I'm at a conference, when I'm, at a big event or I'm giving a speech and I inevitably want to go home early, always, I will call him and I'll say, I'm booking the next plane. I can't stay. I'm having an anxiety attack. I need to come home. And he'll say, no, calm down. And I've done this from the White House. Okay. (laughs) You got to do this. This is important. I'm, I got it. The kids are fine, you know? And so as much as you also, you need to sort of adopt an extrovert and learn from the extroverts in your life. I think that if you, if you, whether you are an introvert or an extrovert, you also have to understand the different temperaments in your family, on your team at work and, and help create the space for them because that's how we get our best work done. Honestly, companies know this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. It's so, it's so interesting how overlapping it is. Okay. So we, I have one question to wrap it up, but before we dive into that question, is there one specific sort of scheduling or really tactical calendaring thing you do to make sure you have this space on a daily basis? Absolutely. And I actually got this from my friend Callie Yost, who is the goddess. She actually, um, coming back to the work-life balance question, she invented a term called work-life fit, which Mm -hmm. I think is so brilliant because Work-life fit is like a snowflake. Everyone is, everyone's is different. Some people have a work-life fit that is work all the time. Some people have a work-life fit that is work very little. It's all different and we have to understand that. So what she taught me is to be very rigorous about my calendar, but to calendar in everything 
with no shame. I calendar my manicures. Yeah. <laughs> I calendar my off time. And I've actually learned, and, I, and I'm lucky because I own my own business, so I, I, I have some ability to do this, although I also am in client services. So I, when my client needs me, I have to say yes, to be like a mama bear about my calendar. Yeah. If I'm feeling like it's too packed with back-to-back phone calls or meetings, I got to build in an hour. And so the the piece I would give you when it turns when it comes to calendaring is to respect again, respect your own needs and treat your calendar seriously. Like you can't respect yourself unless you respect your calendar. Yes. Oh my right? god, I love that. That <laughs> that is your quotable for this episode. Well, so thanks. So how can people find you? And then I'm gonna, I have two minutes to ask the final question. <laughs> sure. So people can find me um, at either hidinginthebathroom.com okay. or my personal site is women and work because I'm obsessed with women and work. It's womenpluralandwork.org. Or you can find me on Twitter at Mora A.M. That's M-O-R-R-A-A-M. And I think any of my fellow introverts should go get that book when it comes out. It's out soon, right? September? September 26th, but please pre-order it. I have learned that pre-ordering is everything. So you can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, whatever your favorite um, online bookseller is and pre-order it or go tell your local bookstore. All right. We will do that. Um, and so now we'll make this episode come out in time to pre-order. All right. So tell us about a meal that had a big impact on you. It could have been the food, the company, or some aha you had on the table at the, while you were at the table. Oh, my gosh. So many. I just, you know, it's funny. I was actually thinking about this because someone said to me the other day that she had recently had a cake that she thinks about, like when she's driving or something, and it was so good. I, when I was young, my father took me to Iceland on one of those stopovers to the UK to see family. And we, I had a fish soup and it was just sort of a broth with some pieces of fish. And I, I was 15, I'm almost 41. I can still close my eyes and taste that soup. And I think that that gave me a sense, both of a love of travel in the world, but also about just what beautiful fresh flavor can do. And so I'm sort of grateful for that because I've always been a pretty healthy eater. And, um, and I pay, I've always been willing to pay for good quality food. I'm not a foodie, but I think about that incredibly fresh, clean taste. And I just always crave that. Love that. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for taking the time and, space in your calendar today to show up for us. This has been so amazing. I love it. Thank you, Mia. Have a wonderful day. You too. All right, you guys, I hope you loved that episode with Maura. She just, to me, is just so calm and collected in a very busy life. And I think I said that at the beginning. So I'm hoping you really picked up that vibe from her. If you are an introvert, I highly recommend going and pre-ordering her book. I will be reading it too the second it comes out. I am definitely an introvert. So at the end of every episode, I go through and I pick out three doable changes from the episode. And here's why. It's because I find that A lot of times when I want change in my life, I will make a list of the 50 things I want to change. And I've had moments in my life where I've done all 50 things at once. But the truth is, is as a mom who works and is a wife and has three kids and loves, you know, to have things good at home too, 
it's just too much. So I'll go and I'll do it for a day or two or three or sometimes even a full week, but inevitably something happens. There's a holiday, a child gets sick, my husband's traveling for work, and it makes those 50 things impossible. And then a month later, I just feel like I failed. So what I started doing was just picking one thing, one doable change every week and really focusing on that thing, enjoying it, having fun with it and fitting it into my calendar. And that has really helped me make this like huge set of things that habits that are just part of my life. And it's amazing. I feel like I can look back on the past few years and all these things have added up. And it's a little hard for me in the moment to just do one thing at a time, but I can see how it adds up. So I'm hoping that you can too. You can always go to plansimplemeals.com slash 101 and download my 101 doable changes. And here are three great ones from Mora's episode. The first is create a vision. All you need to do for this one is schedule a little time, maybe a little time each morning for a week to think about what you actually need, what your boundaries are, and what are your non-negotiables. This is the starting point to creating the life you love. So for now, just start by listing those three things. The second thing is to create digital boundaries. We live in this age where we could be connected 24 seven. So what are your boundaries around that? Can you put your phone in a basket at dinner? Can you say you'll turn off after 8 p.m.? What does that look like for you? The third thing is put everything in your calendar. So often the white space in our calendar is what we will think is downtime, but then three days before that downtime, we schedule something because we think we're free. So instead, put the actual downtime into your calendar so you can respect it and really have it and feel what it's like to have that downtime in your life. This is a huge one that I loved hearing her talk about because it's something that's been super important in my life. So you guys, I will see you on the next episode. I look forward to seeing everybody who's going to join the snack challenge and come meet us over on social media. Come have a conversation. I'll be on Facebook live a lot coming up. All right. Bye for now, you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit HealthyMomsMeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at healthymomsmeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.